You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have such a treat for you today. Um, this lovely lady has has quickly become one of our favorite people, and she's very near and dear to our hearts. Um, and she's pretty impressive, folks. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you a ton about her because it'll come up as we talk about her life and the work that she does currently. Um, but she definitely is, um, if not a household name, certainly a, a brand to be reckoned with just in how she embodies the 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 poise and the love and the energy and her experiences and, and the entwinement of just just how to kind of traverse the world in this larger than life way and and she uses her superpowers in in such a fantastic way assisting girls and women and um, people in general to to kind of step into their space so today we're going to be talking about beauty and self-esteem and we're talking about that with the amazing magnanimous Clarissa Burt. So welcome, Clarissa, to the show. Hey, good morning. Well, thanks so much. Are you sure you were talking about me? <laughs> I'm positive that you are fantastic. Oh, thank you. I'll take yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about it and it was like, it was like, you know, I'm sure you are a household name in a number of circles. And it's, it's, Neva was asking us the other day, you know, well, how do you know if somebody's famous? And I was like, gosh, what a great question. Like it used to be cut and dry. Like it used to be a black and white kind of question. And anymore, it's right. like there's so many subcultures and enclaves and yep. all these other things um, yeah. that it's, I think it's neat to entwine things and to move people in different circles and to introduce them to different crowds mm -hmm. um, and also highlight ju just how high up the ladder kind of people got in their own little sphere. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I'm excited to be able to talk about that with you. But first and right. foremost, we always ask, what are your superpowers? Well, I think, you know, I was thinking about that this morning. And uh, one of them for sure is tenacity. Um, and the, uh, the will to keep going um, when you don't have much will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, that whole piece where, you know, especially in the last 10 years, it's been, it's been a tough grind for a lot of us. And uh, for most of us, you know, I mean, since 2008, we all know what happened and, and, and sort of the trek back from there has been very difficult. And, you know, I was giving a, a speech at, I was at Ken uh, Courtwright's and, and Carrie's Courtwright's uh, digital uh, footprint this weekend in Los Angeles. And, you know, I told people, you know, it was kind of really interesting to come from and I illustrated, well, this is who I was. And then 2008 happened. And, you know, by the way, I moved back from Italy where I had lived for 30 years and I worked in media. So, you know, I'm, as you said, kind of a household name there. And I came here and I didn't know my neighbors. My neighbors didn't know me. I was just Clarissa, you know, again. And it was, it was great in one aspect, but it was sort of in, um, now I'm in my mid-50s saying, you know, what's next? And how do I get, you know, how do I start up again? So one by one, you know, event by event. And most of them, I live in Phoenix, as you know. And so most of them were out at these events. We're out in LA or San Diego or Las Vegas. I can't tell you that the amount of time I spent and money on the road, uh, traveling and, and whatever to get, like we had said, you know, pre-show, just, you know, hand, one handshake at a time, one business card exchange at a time, building up to what was going to be next for me. And um, when we were talking about self-esteem, that's a really huge piece for me because 
I came from a long line of women that I don't feel had some of the highest esteem. Uh, and I watched as women uh, grew over these last 50 years, um, you know, from uh, you know, when I was a kid in high school, in, in, in elementary school, we weren't allowed to even wear pants. And God forbid, you know, you had a pair of jeans. It just didn't happen. So, you know, just watching the way women have evolved and grown over these last 50 years has been pretty amazing. And at the same time, and so timely too, with, you know, all the Weinstein stuff going on and on the, the Cosby and the, you know, the, the, all the, you know, this stuff coming out, um, that women really still are light years behind of where they really should be. And a lot of that has to do with fear and ergo self-esteem. So, you know, I really feel I've, I've lived in a world of beauty and, 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 you know, modeling and, and fashion and glitz and glamour and paparazzi. And so I watched so many beautiful women that you would take a look at Tonya and say, wow, I mean, she must have it all. Absolutely you know, have some of the worst self-esteem ever, right? And so it was very interesting to me. It was this phenomenon that I really, I couldn't quite understand. And then I realized it's just passed down from mother to daughter. You know, it really is just passed down and it's passed down through society and it's passed down through media and the expectations that me, especially now with Photoshop, you know, I mean, everybody's perfect. Everybody, you, you, know, you perfect anybody. There are apps now that you can put on your phone, take the picture and it skinnifies you. You know, it makes you 10, 20, what do you want? 10 pounds less, 20 pounds less. There you go. And that's, you know, the perception of, of perfection, which by the way, is totally unrealistic. So I created a book called the self a book and a workbook called the self-esteem regime. Uh, and this is a look good, feel good, be good and greater good concept. And it's really not anything brand new under the sun, but it's something that I really feel is, is sorely needed right now. Everybody wants to look good. We just do. I don't care what you say. We, we want to be, we want to feel good about ourselves externally. Internally, how many of us are really taking good care of our, of our health? I mean, truly really good care of everything we put into our body. And by the way, everything we put on our body, because I can't tell you, I'm, I'm a big uh, advocate and fanatic for non-toxic cosmetics. And I go to every beauty show and I keep, you know, I make sure that I keep up on all that. And I promise I'm going to let you ask me a question sooner or later. But, um, you know, the whole beauty aspect uh, and non-toxicity I want women to know what's going on. I want them to know that in the top 10 most toxic products on the market, you will find Johnson's baby shampoo. So that's a really important part for me. The be good aspect is your relationship. It's, it's leadership. It's inspiration. It's motivation. It's who are you listening to? It's, it's, it's really, you know, being really good about everything that you bring into all that positive energy that you bring into your life. And how I always, for example, I have beautiful music going on the background all day long, beautiful soft lounge music. I've got my diffusers with essential oils going. I've got my incense when I could open the doors, you know, here in Phoenix, incense. I just create a Zen kind of atmosphere in which to work. Just mm, I think that's me. so powerful. The, um, I really want to get into, um, like how, how did, how did you come from a world that as you outlined is so 
consumed with, you know, appearances and um, almost to the detriment or to the extreme, if you will, in some cases mm-hmm. of, of a person's well-being. Mm-hmm. What is it that you attribute to your perspective and why is it different? I think it's, I think the, for the most part, I was in a business that I absolutely loved from a very, you know, a very young age. Um, you know, I was told that I was vaccinated with a phonograph needle, you know, go figure. <laughs> and so I was Mary Poppins in the kindergarten play. They had asked me to be Dorothy in the third grade play. So I was kind of one of those kids that was always a little out there. Didn't have much support from home. So I wasn't allowed to be Dorothy because I had to be home doing chores and taking care of my mom's kids my brothers and sisters. So I wasn't able to do what I was able to, what I really wanted to do for so many years. And that might have, I don't know, maybe it put things in a different perspective. But by the time I was able to do what I really wanted to do, and I was on stage and live television, a lot in, in Italy and doing what I wanted to do, I was already of an older age. You know, I was already 24 when I started to model and 30 when I finally got onto TV. So I think that the age might have had something to do with it. And plus, I'm not really one of your party girls. I'm not, you know, I was never a casting couch kind of gal. And, um, and that was really, I think I was a little, maybe in that a little more grounded. And I realized that modeling is only going to last as long as the looks were going to last. And, and I was, I'm not going to say I wasn't consumed in it for a while. I was, I mean, I was really caught up in in the, be- the whole beautiful aspect of being a 20-something year, you know, year old. But I think a lot of girls at that age are. I think I attribute a lot of the grounding, if you will, to, to life's hard knocks, to the ups and downs, to more than one clinical depression, because this is another thing that we don't talk enough about is mental health. And I have, you know, I've been, I've fallen victim to, you know, to, um, to depression more times than I would like to, to, um, to admit, but I, I've started to come out about that too and talk about it because it's really important because nobody talks about it. And I really feel as though there's there, you know, there, that depression, um, you know, it was another very grounding, you know, it really brought everything into, because before I thought I was superwoman. And when I had my first super, uh, depression at 26 years old, uh, I, I was in that for about two years. No drugs, by the way. I never took any, um, you know, um, um, anti um, antidepressives. But did it all kind of through my own, you know, in- internal search. And, you know, if you look at my library, Tonya, I don't have any a lot of other things to read that aren't coming directly from the self help section in the bookstores. So everything that I ever read was all about self help and how to and where to and you know, how to get yourself into a better place and a better space. And, and I think of that, that's also why I'm so good. I, I'm so, um, uh, I guess adamant is a good word on the greater good piece of what I do and, and what I call taking the charge for charity. So that's a whole nother piece that, you know, I, I, I have on my shop and I help uh, charities, you know, I've helped, you know, and, and for my braggocious moment, you know, it was what got me to have two private audiences with Pope John Paul. I was at, the Vatican called me in because of all the social work I was doing and they caught wind of it. And you know, when you, the Pope calls, you kind of, you know, it, it was a fabulous moment. It was one of my crowning moments. And so I, um, I've always had, even when I was a kid in, in school, I always, I always took the underdog under my wing. I was, I didn't hang with the cool girls. I was never part of a clique, but I always felt really sorry for the, the person that was emarginated. And, um, and, um, and that's, and that's, you know, I just would like to think 
that, you know, albeit I'm not perfect and far from it, I do feel as though I have a good heart that I, I think I'm, you know, and not always, even then it's not always, you know, I'm not, I'm not always a 10 there, but I really do try, you know, I really Absolutely. do. Yeah. Very cool. We're going to take a quick, quick break. Uh, before we do, where can people go to find out more about you? You can go to clarissabert.com for sure. And definitely Clarissa Burt on every social. Facebook is uh, Clarissa Burt official. Awesome. And so we're talking with fashion phenom Cl- Clarissa Burt about beauty and self-esteem. Stick with us. And when we come back, we're going to talk about ways that you can enhance your own self-esteem and feel really confident from the inside out. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Perfect. We're back uh, with the Superpower Up podcast, and we're talking today about beauty and self-esteem with Clarissa Burt. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clarissa, before, before the break, you kind of let drop that you got to hang out with the Pope and what an amazing, amazing, um, well, two things I really love about that. One, of course you did, you know, because cause why not? But then the second piece is the, the concept of the kind of giving first and, and opening your heart and kind of doing, doing well for others and, and, and making that a focal point. How much do you attribute that to your own internal self-esteem? Huge. It's huge. I have to say, and it's one of the first, you know, it's one of the first things that I talk about when we talk about self-esteem. When you're ever feeling low, uh, not, not real good, not having the, because we don't always have perfect days. Some days we wake up, we're a little sideways. But, you know, as soon as you do something good for somebody else, um, it just kind of gives you that little lift. You know, you get a little lilt in your step after you, you know, because if you make somebody smile, or if you get a really huge thank you or a hug from someone, and by the way, it doesn't have to be anything huge and it doesn't have to even be with somebody you know. First of all, I also believe that charity starts at home. And I mean charity by giving of yourself, giving your love, giving your heart, you know, sacrificing it. You know, we know what relationships are. And a lot of times you do have to sacrifice. It's not always about you, you know. That is a hard thing for a lot of people to understand. So that for me is a huge, huge piece. And that's what, again, the greater good piece is. If you go to clarissabert.shop, which will be launching tomorrow, you'll see that in the menu bar, I've got look good. And products that help you do that. Feel good, eat them, be good, same. And then we have greater good where you'll find taking charge for charity. And monthly, I will be highlighting a new charity and I'll get them on my radio show and I'll get them on my be lives and we'll start to promote what they're doing. For example, I've got this one that I, there are a couple of them that I have that are all of them, by the way, there's no favorite. You can never have a charity that's your favorite, but uh, uh, Bridget's Path. Uh, Bridges Path or the uh, it's a facility that's opening now that uh, takes in babies that are being born to the opioid epidemic. Um, Ron Heggie, who is a paraplegic due to a uh, surfing accident, who uh, paints with his mouth and his paintings 
are gorgeous. So we've created wall art. You can buy his wall art. Um, and, you know, animal rescues, and I've got all kinds of fabulous, you know, clean water. Uh, I've got all kinds of fabulous things, you know, uh, in the circles that we run in, how many people are doing fabulous things for the community, whether locally, nationally, or internationally, and how you really want to help. Well, when you know as many people as we do, Tonya, a lot of people are asking for money all the time or donations, and we want to help everybody, but it's impossible to do that. Well, I've created a way to be able to help everybody, and that's really, you know, I can't promise millions, but I can promise everything that I've got. And, um, and so that's uh, it's a huge piece for self-esteem. Never compare yourself to others. I mean, it's the hardest thing sometimes to do, but it's, it's one, of the, 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 the for, for one of the foremost, most detrimental things that especially women do. You know, they've got, they feel like they've got to be as pretty as, as good as, as rich as, as well-dressed as, 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 as. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Know that you are good enough, you know, enough. What is enough? It's never enough and it's always enough. Enough is you and you are enough. Um, find yourself some, um, a good mantra. Mm-hmm. And do, yourself, do yourself a favor and work with your mirror. You know, a lot of people shy away from the mirror. They don't like what they see in the mirror and you've got to get in that mirror and tell yourself every day, find that mantra. And I've got a couple of them. One of them is there's nothing you can't do. There's, and it's sad. Oh, simple. This stuff is not brain science, you know. It's not that hard. You know, some of the tools are as easy as that. Here's another one. Financial literacy. There are so many women, especially of my age, that were never taught a lick about money, how to make it, how to keep it, how to invest it. We don't, I mean, my mother taught me how to rectify my checkbook. God love her. I thank her for that. But that was it. Outside of that, I was on my own. And so many women, you know, I, I still hear the stories of, you know, women and baby boomers, especially, who are starting to lose husbands or, or you know, uh, whatever, through either separation, divorce, or death. And they don't have a, an idea as to what the, you know, what, what, what's going on. They have, they have no idea where they are financially. Um, yeah, that's not good. And I tell you that feeling financially um, illiterate gives you a kind of empowerment that is, is it's almost a birthright, quite frankly. I mean, you need to know where you are financially. And I, I guarantee you 80% of the women on this call, listening to this call, do not know. They've, I mean, they may right. know some, but not enough. So there's all kinds of things that help us feel, uh, you know, that we're living in, in full on esteem. And you know, I've done, I can't tell you the amount of makeovers that I've done on women, you know, that have just, I've, and I've gotten calls from husbands. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I haven't, first of all, I haven't seen her look this great in years. And second of all, you gave me my wife back. Oh my God, Tonya, I can't tell you. You know, when you're here, I mean, I was like, tissue time, get the Kleenex. Oh, you're welcome. You know, it's just, it's the little stuff. It's really, a lot of it is a little stuff, certainly. Some of it goes a little deeper. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. It's not what I do. But you know, it's a lot of littler things that can be done and that can be said that will make all the difference in the world. Yeah. Well, and, and I like that you're saying that. Like, it is a lot of little stuff and there's a discipline to this. Like there, you have to want it. Like I, I talk with people all the time who, you know, are here to change the world, want to do good things in the world, want to change their lives, want to do all these things. But when push comes to shove, what are, 
be really willing to do. And right. that means being willing to right. look yourself in the mirror, like Clarissa's talking about. It means being willing to say, you know, I think I can do this differently, or even I think I can think differently. Right. Um, and, and the willingness to, to put those things in motion, it's not enough just to really, 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 really want it. Yeah. You know, you, you truly have to be willing to do this. And I think that we've had enough guests on our show attribute um, their success to putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I don't, and I don't know, you know, if we, if, if we could find the magic sauce that really, uh, you know, that really promotes that and, and gets people to do it, I think we'd be billionaires. But, but ultimately, you know, I had someone ask me one time, like, 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 when am I going to really do this? When am I going to do it? And I said, you know, oddly enough, I find that people typically don't do it until they absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, but, but you don't have to go through that. It's usually you know, a low point that will trigger your, yeah. right. You know, that dark night of the soul or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, and to your point, you know, I took a little bit of flack about the word regime and a, it was a little kitschy. It was oh, a little interesting. Catchy. Yeah. It was a little kitschy. It was a little catchy, but at the same time, it was the exact word that was needed because regime regime doesn't mean anything more than an organized way of doing things. That's all it means. And so, you know, you, there, there's a very organized way. There's a certain, you know, process that I have every morning that, you know, first of all, my, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, my intentions to the universe, um, the, uh, I get up, you know, make the bed, funny, funny little things. But I tell you, the minute the bed is made, somehow it starts to add productivity and structure to your day. In other words, things are in a proper place. Things are getting organized. It's silly little things. It really, some of this stuff is not huge, but you know, then it's coffee. Then oh, I don't drink coffee. I say coffee. I drink tea, but um, you know, there's a little bit <laughs> you know, my vitamins. Okay. So there's, and then we get the feel good piece, right? So I make sure there's cream on my face because I, I most of the time I'm at home, I'm working here you know, I'm going to be real honest. I don't get out of my pajamas sometimes until three, four, five. <laughs> you know, we do that. We all know. So, you know, do the slather thing. And so, you know, there's a look good, feel good, be good. And then I really try in my day to, you know, be as good as I possibly can be with the people that I'm interacting with. Mm, and then greater beautiful. good, just, you know, greater good just comes whenever, whenever it presents itself. I, you know, I try to step up to that plate again, not perfect, um, you know, sometimes I get a little ornery and a little annoyed and because <laughs> life is life and work yeah. is work. But, well, how do you, how do you pull yourself out of that? You know, I was even having a moment, uh, yesterday when I, when I got home and I, and I'm not, I'm not a crier. I'm not really a crier, but I'll be damned if I didn't get home last night after that eight hour trek in from Los Angeles again. And I, you know, cause that gives you a lot of time to think, you know, when you're in a car like that, you've got a lot of time to reflect. And I got out, I got home, I got the car unpacked, which, you know, I, the car, you know, it looks like I'm moving for God's sake with the amount of stuff I've got in the car. Uh, and, and I cried. I just had myself a good old, you let it go. You're going it, to, it, but it just, you know, it was, it was a releasing moment. It was a, it, where I gave myself permission to be human being and not necessary. And I find even that, I don't know if that was a superpower or not, but it was just a releasing and a letting go, which, you know, we're all so caught up in the 24 seven that I have to be really honest and say that I have to check. I have to double check to make sure I'm giving myself a little time off every once in a while with my self-care. And I think that was part of the self-care was just kind of letting that go. 
So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just a little, you know, I'm not, I don't do that often. In fact, I do it almost never, but it's a little liberating, kind of felt good. And it really just kind of, it was a, it was kind of a ground zero moment again. It kind of brought me back down to, okay, one step at a time. You know? <laughs> I'm well, too- and I think that there's power in acknowledging that that's okay. And sometimes, you know, I tell my clients all the time, like, perhaps you're just tired, you know, per- perhaps you can simply rest. rest. And when we give ourselves permission to do that, what it does is it keeps the drama from coming online and it keeps us from going to the place of, you know, all hell's breaking loose and trying to figure out, well, what's wrong? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times maybe nothing's wrong. Truly, you may just be fatigued right. and your body needs to relax. Sometimes, you know, we taught Neva early on, sometimes your heart needs a bath for no other reason. Just no. let it be washed and, and, and accept the gift in that catharsis, you know? And so, so really watch the stories, folks, and, and, and check in with yourself and be like, perhaps physically you're tired, perhaps physically you're done, emotionally you're done. What does it matter if, if simply giving into that for a minute will alleviate that and will renew you? Um, I think a lot of times we feel like we have to be on all the time. All the time. Yep. And, and it's just not truth. And it's like, just take a nap. Right. And, and if you feel better, great, you know, but, but otherwise we let our minds go searching for all the horrible things that are wrong with us because we simply feel tired. Exactly. Um, and so I love the fact that you were, that you were just able to do that and it doesn't define you. Um, it, it's just simply something that you did in that moment and, and then it can pass. Yeah. Um, which I think is so beautiful. So it beautiful. Was. It was well, really great. It was like, wow, you know what? I'm human. <laughs> you know? you, yeah. And, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, you yeah. may be the Clarissa Burt and you still get your moments to just cry, right? You're damn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, well, really quickly, um, before we wrap up the show, can you share with us maybe one of your, other than meeting the Pope, what was another big highlight for you um, in your career as, as a model? First of all, I, I, you know, as a model, well, uh, in my career, let's say, you know, I, I, was on Survivor and won. So that was kind of interesting. You know, I was on Survivor in 2000 and what was it? 10, maybe. And I, you know, it was great. It was the Italian version of Survivor. We're in Nicaragua and I won Survivor. And that, again, we could be here. That's a whole nother episode of how much I learned about myself doing doing (laughs) Survivor. And I didn't want to do it. They had to like really convince me to go. Uh, But my other really big crowning moment was in 2011, I was the ambassador to the United States that helped African women win the Nobel Peace Prize. And that, that's a whole nother uh, episode as to how difficult it was to bring awareness to, you know, I, I was in Europe for, a very, for over 30 years and I lived in Italy. We used to get a lot of news from CNN International coming out of Africa. And I've been there quite a few times. So I understand and had saw firsthand the plight of the African woman. And uh, this was a campaign called Walking Africa. And it was it talked to the, uh, the distances that women have to walk to get clean water. And uh, I, you know, I went up to Brussels and I spoke at European Parliament and I met the ladies and it was, it was just you know, so humbling. Because mm-hmm. They were so beautiful and their stories of war and genocide and AIDS and, uh, and uh, a million other things that they you know, have to go through. And I just felt you know, so... Um, humbled again by it all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, that year, the Nobel Peace Prize, there were another 210 candidates that were up for the Nobel Peace Prize. And these, these gals won. So for me, you know, 
even though I didn't necessarily set the world on fire, I did what I absolutely could to help bring awareness to, um, to the cause. Mm. Uh, I think that the fact that, you know, these women won the Nobel Peace Prize and I had a little teeny bit, you know, thing to do with that was another really huge crowning moment. I was also in, you know, the first American to present at the Kremlin, believe it or not. <laughs> That's wow. documented. Yeah, it was really a cool moment. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been certainly a fabulous journey. You know, I always say if the angels were to take me tonight, all I could say was thank you so much for everything, you know, that I was given the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, I mean, mm. it's been it's been the journey. It's been my journey. I hope to have another hundred years to, to, uh, you know, to do some more really cool stuff and, and make a difference if I, if I, if I can, you know, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Let's remind people again where they can go to find out more about you. They can find out about me at clarissabert.com. And again, on every social, I'm basically out there, you, you know, mostly on Facebook and that is Clarissa Burt official but LinkedIn and Twitter and all that stuff, you can find me. Oh, very cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show. And thank you, thank you for using your superpowers in so many amazing ways and for the work you continue to do. We really honor you for that. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate being on with you today. Oh, well, we love you and, 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 and honor you and, and know that we're here to support you in, in any way we can. Well, thank you, Tanya. Be well. Yeah, Talk so soon. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> to all of Bye. you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.